Chinese is like the cutest language. So last time we talked about material design and flat design and wondered if it was if they were the end of design, right? Like the yeah. an evolution towards a goal or a fad among many others. I often frame the conversation in the bigger topic of uh, like different fads that we see and in particular like gentrification we talked about that a little bit uh, i went to japan recently and as a side note another follow-up one thing i can definitely say is that gentrification is a global phenomenon mm. right you see a lot of uh, brooklyn style uh, hipster stuff in tokyo too yeah you you said something <laughs> no i was just like yeah you know that well, it's, it's a bit weird though like, aren't fads like is this the first like truly global fad aren't fads supposed to be tied to a local culture uh, I mean I think it's the first global fad just because it's the first time that we are that globalized so obviously like so globalized yeah so obviously like every fad or every every trend goes like around the world I guess yeah so but I don't know and like the but like the hipsters the hipster gentrification stuff is a bit weird though like I don't know like it's not a real it has not a real one thing like I don't know I've seen you know when you're the hipster kind of shit but like it's always a different thing like last time I went to a shop it was a hairdresser that sell uh plants but also vegan food <laughs> So I don't know. Do you think it's like postmodernism? Like you know when you see it, but it can be anything. <laughs> I think it can be anything, as long as there's as well as yeah. It must be at least organic or vegan or four different things that has nothing to do with each other. Yeah, so that's that's a perfect uh, segue actually to the thing I was talking about initially, which is the conversation I had with this friend. Yeah. So we were talking about that. And he mm -hmm. was telling me that uh, he thinks, the, the way he sees it, is that this gentrification uh, effect is not that much uh, like a fad or an evolution, but rather a return to values like nature and uh, uh, or just a genuine connection or whatever that mankind has been pushed away from in industrial eras. What? So I thought it was pretty interesting. He said, like, a way back to the desire to rebuild small-scale coherent communities. How is that coherent, though? To go back to authenticity? What do you mean coherent? Uh, I mean, like, I, I feel like it's kind of fake. Like, small-scale co communities coherent? I don't know how a community is coherent. Yeah, and, like, it's not that coherent first. And secondly, like, it's not really authentic as well, because finding a Brooklyn kind of shop in Tokyo is not, like... Yes. Yeah. So that. So that's okay. That's the the things are not authentic, but they are. They result from the urge to be authentic, from from the yearning for authenticity. How about yeah. that? I would call bullshit because, like, because if it was a return to authenticity, it. I mean, like, it's kind of like uh, I don't really know. Like, I feel like it's kind of true because, like, in the hipster area of Paris, there's more and more local shop, like, that sells, I don't know, even, like, local butcher, local, like, cheese shop, like, that sort of things. Before, like, I don't know, 20 years ago, there was, like, I don't know, a butcher and a cheese shop, like, every corner of the street, and now there's none, and now they're reopening. 
but rebranded themselves as like whatever like organic blah 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 vegan shit. <laughs> vegan butcher yeah uh so maybe you're right May- maybe we're finding a way to go back to like that kind of local local shop kind of feeling by like rebranding them as brooklyn hipster so it might be yeah i mean the main idea of his point was this counterpoint to the industrialization and globalization and mm. i guess dehumanization <laughs> the, the big scale of things yeah no but like why not well, why not but like i don't see really the connection with material design oh with material design well you can say like i don't know Going back to simpler interfaces after information overloading in the 90s where everything was spreadsheets. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's kind of a weak link. But whatever. If we don't have any other follow-up, like... Sure. I mean, the it depends if you consider the topic to be material design in itself or the bigger question that, uh, that bothers me is like what comes after material design and gentrification, essentially. What comes after the iPhone? But I think to the, the two things are a bit unrelated, though. Like, it's a bit related, meaning it's the same generation and it's the same, like, fashion. Just a temporal correlation? Yeah, exactly. Like, the... I mean, we don't have org- organic app. Well, I mean, we can... Yeah, maybe. Maybe, like, app are trying now to be more thoughtful about your time and your, like, cogni- cognitive load. Yeah, okay. So, maybe I'm doing a bit of an over inflation where I'm conflating those two trends well today's episode is brought to you in partnership with a brand new technology that allows you to by merely pressing a few buttons change your neural structure and incept into your brain thousands of limitless worlds and adventures Does the one real world feel too small for you? Well, never fear, you have an infinity at your disposal with our new sponsor, Video Games. Yeah, okay. Should we move on? It's been like 10 minutes. Yeah, let's move on to coronavirus. So are we talking about viruses or are we talking about ski? Let's talk about the virus. Like, I really don't want to because that's all you hear right now. But... I feel like it's kind of important, I guess, whatever. Okay, maybe the first thing we can uh, we can talk about is why do you feel that it's important? <laughs> uh, I yeah, I don't like because actually I've read a medium article about the coronavirus. It was kind of so he was like an epidemiologist and like he is done like all of these stats about like okay, what happened in China, what happened in South Korea, what happened in Italy? what will happen in other countries if like nothing budge like if if you have like policies that like the Chinese government push like what would happen and blah 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 and it was really really frightening because like the only country that actually is doing great now is China just because they closed everything down like they were like okay don't move and people like didn't move because they're Chinese people and like the government if the government says something like they're doing it I mean, if the French government were to outlaw moving in the street, I'm pretty sure like, people would... No, they would strike, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that wouldn't work. No, no, but like, no, but like, that would work when it's too late. 
And that goes into your point that you were saying pre-show. So we were talking, preparing for this, about what we could say about the virus that hasn't already been said a thousand times and, like, you know, bring a, a, a new interesting perspective like we try to do in this podcast. Uh, try to, like, bring a new light to the question. And I think I found an interesting way to look at it is... Uh, does it tell us anything about the event horizon to which humanity as a whole can react? Because clearly for global warming, the event horizon was, well, is a bit too far, right? Humanity can't react to that scale of like 10 years or something. Uh, but for coronavirus, something weird happened and like it can, it did react. Right? Even though you are saying like maybe it's not reacting like it should, but there is reaction. Like all the schools are shut down in a bunch of countries. Like there is stuff happening. But even then, you see that like different countries has different like time horizon. Well, it's it's a bit hard to talk about that because different countries also have different levels of infection, right? No, but like when you see, yeah, yeah, yeah but, but like there's some country like. Yeah, but so, but even even in a pandemic, like w what you can see also is like even in a pandemic uh, situation, like countries are thinking about their country before like the global thing. Because like if there was a global thought about coronavirus, everyone should do the same I mean, thing. Yeah, ob obviously, but that's like obvious, no? <laughs> that people are stuck in this country. Yeah, mentality. but no, but like, it goes. No, no, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, the time, of, like, you can also see, like, some countries that do policy right away, and, like, some other country, even if the coronavirus is not there, like, Singapore, like, Taiwan, like, that sort of country, because they already had viruses before, uh, like, during, I think it was Zika, no, not Zika, like, in Singapore, like, there was a huge virus, like, not that, Lipsy. I can't remember the name, but like it was not so long ago. So now like they know how to react. And before it was there, they were like, okay, let's close everything for two weeks. And now they don't have it. Like there's like three cases. Uh, would you say they are vaccinated against pandemic? As a yeah, they learned. <laughs> <laughs> like they learned shit. Like well, let's not, not do anything. So maybe we... <laughs> I don't know if all the civilization can learn at the same learning rate. Yeah. But <laughs> so but maybe we need one global warming to then like... Fail at one global warming to not fail again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe. But it's it's so funny that you can like actually put uh, a number like if 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 the consequence is in a few months everything changes, but if the consequence is in a few years, nothing changes. So my yeah, but my counterpoint to that is I don't think it's about time horizon. I think it's about effect. Like we, we can start to see the effect of global warming. In some countries, like there's more hurricanes, there's more like droughts, there's more like stuff like that. Okay, so what you're saying is that the time horizon is actually zero minutes. It has to happen now. I think you need to see, I think if it just, right now, if it's just a theory, no, not really a theory, but like if it's just like proven, proven fact in the future, it's not enough. If nothing is happening, it's not enough. Fun. Uh, one thing that I also noticed uh, comparing that to like is the the inertia, like in global warming, like nobody, uh, not a lot of countries do a lot of uh, do strong things. So you have like you ha you don't have the social pressure that. We, we do with the virus where everyone is shutting their borders, so everyone else is shutting their border, etc. 
That reminded me of, I don't remember what kind of experiment that was, but it was people like going door to door to get people to, oh yeah, reduce their electricity bill, like propose a new, like whatever, a new conception. To, uh, that was strictly beneficial if you look at the metrics. And so okay. they, they tried different means of persuasion, like uh, showing the, mo- the, the money gain, etc., showing it's easy. And everything failed in about the same way, except one method that worked really great. Uh, that was telling the people, oh, your neighbors are already doing it. Oh, you're mending. I don't know if it's interesting at all, worth discussing at all. It's super interesting, but like it just like it shows how like we're fucking we're not that that far from being chimpanzees. Like we're we're just like social animals that like to have better stuff than our fucking neighbor. <laughs> So let's talk about cultural singularity. I'm letting you start because I'm really not sure what it is. <laughs> you said you're really not sure you understand even the topic. Yeah, I understand actually what it is, which is even worse. I don't know. It's always going to be like kind of vague and whipped up or, or whatever, a bit improvised. But so this question came to me when I was watching... Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if it was a podcast or YouTube videos. Let's say I was watching something about the history of marketing and uh, communication, essentially. And they were talking about how before the Cold War, communication marketing was usually pretty straightforward. Like, oh, buy this because it's good, etc. And lately, uh, we've added layers of irony and self-deprecation on top of this. Think about like Deadpool or whatever, like, oh, this is an ad for a car. And so it seems to go even like more and more into irony and like self-awareness, adding level of self-awareness. And so I was thinking about it, like, you know how they talk about the computer singularity where it is like essentially the, the power for a computer to emulate a human brain, something like that, to create itself. Are we heading towards some sort of ironical singularity where we keep piling, we keep being like ironic about the previous phase? I don't know. I, I see this also in uh, in meme pages, for instance, in memes. Memes in early 2000s were very straightforward, like, oh, here's a cute dog doing some cute things. And now you have uh, dunk baked memes that just don't have like any semantic information. But I don't know if you know about this kind of stuff. And I don't follow like I haven't followed meme for quite a while now. But like even before, like there were like I don't know. I had a nine gag phase, like everyone, I guess. And, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, and there was like a lot of self-referentiating joke. Like, if you didn't go to Nine Gag every day, you couldn't understand half the joke. Just because, like, okay, this, this is a meme about a meme about a meme. So, like, you need to understand the reference to understand the joke. So, in, in the same way, like, we keep building, like, these layers of humor or self-deprecation or irony in marketing or, or in memes or whatever. Is that a singularity? <laughs> so, what would it look... What, 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 yeah, exactly. So I'm not sure I understand. Like, so l- let's go back a little. What would it look like? Like, m- meaning w- w- with with computer singularity, like the threshold is kind of easy to define. 
Like, okay, it's the point where computer can create computer. Or it's the point where computer become conscious. Or it's the point, whatever. Like, however you define it, like, you can define it quite well. With cultural singularity, what would that mean? Would that mean that you can't create something that is not self-reference? You can't create something without any cultural context, which was kind of always true. What would that look like? <laughs> okay, so this topic is a bit linked to the latest book I read. I was reading uh, Simulacrum and Simulacrum, Simulacrum by Baudrillard, something like that. And I think he uh, he nailed kind of like a, a good criteria for this, which is when you can't create anything real, essentially. So the whole point of simulacrum and simulacra, it's like it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit complex. I'm not sure I got all of it. Maybe yeah. I should reread it. But uh An example he he gives is, for instance, take the Iraq War, I think, in the early 2000s. Like, this story about weapons of mass destruction could be completely fabricated, but the whole world acted as if it were true. And in some way, the truth didn't matter, the truth of the story. So it's kind of like, I guess, ties to the post-truth era maybe what do you think about that criteria so it means uh, i'm not sure i understand the criteria so the criteria is because like there was two criteria in your thing the truth of something doesn't matter the truth of something i don't think that can be a criteria though but i mean like that was okay okay so you but you can see that in real life right now like in politics mostly yeah but do you really think that it's like inevitable inevitable like mean, meaning like it can't be stopped like i think it's a misstep more than a threshold i'm i'm not sure about that because so it's the whole it's the whole thing about uh nietzsche and god is dead right once you get rid of the absolute values of religion like once you enter a godless phase there is no more like absolute value there is no more absolute tr- I want to say truth, but there's no more absolute value of reference. And so the only thing I'm saying is like, as soon as you've entered the the territory of, oh, uh, my my absolute is arbitrary, there's no really turning back into like believing that there is a, a big absolute. So I don't think we can come back from this truth doesn't matter. But like, I don't agree because like, I'm really not sure that people don't care anymore. I think people don't think it's true. Like, I think they still care about truth. They just don't know what is true anymore, but they do wait, care. Have you, uh, uh, wait, have you heard a Trump supporter lately? Yeah. yeah, and they trust Trump over everything. There's countless of countless examples of interview where you face them with logical contradiction. Like Trump said that and Trump said that. And they say like, whatever, he's Trump, I trust him. Yeah, because he's God. For them, God is not dead. Okay, so God is back. <laughs> no, but he was never dead for some people. It's just like it's more people than we thought. I, I, I really feel that way. I, I think like we're, not, like we're in the process of killing God, but like not everyone is there yet. This episode is brought to you by Windows. 
windows are kind of like walls, except they let some wavelength through, so the human eye can actually see through them. So they're perfect to break the monotony of a wall if you're not bold enough to go for the radical alternative that is no wall. Uh, the the thing is, so in the first part we were like a bit all over the place, I guess, because we didn't define the problem clearly, and I mean even the definition is actually the the problem. So maybe you want to go back to like actually talking about what singularity is, and actually I have an angle that I think might help us and might save us a little bit okay. uh, from this mess, is that the singular, the, the technological singularity is making always better and better technology, more and more memory, faster and faster computers, whatever. Uh, but with this, you can communicate and store more and more information and more and more efficiently. And uh, therefore, you do see an acceleration of communication and evolution of culture, etc. So whatever makes culture move forward... It is accelerated. <laughs> so I have another angle about the acceleration of culture, uh, which can go through singular, like the singularity of culture as well, which has a bit to do. Now I remember what you said at the start that I wanted to talk about, and uh, like we didn't have time. So right at the start, like so there was two things. There was like the no, like truth is useless now, like in, in today's world. But the second thing was everything is self-referencing. Yeah. And I think what you can say is when everything is like more and more and more self-referencing, you can actually compress a lot of information into one thing like because like one meme that is self-referencing a meme that is well self-referencing a meme you actually self-embed like five different stories into one and that's kind of interesting okay when you said compressing i thought like oh you would uh, i thought about a diminishing but actually what you mean is that the density of information is increasing yeah that's that's exactly true right that's very to the point (laughs) And we can actually see that, I think. I don't think it's like a thought experiment. I think it's actually happening. Like a lot a lot of things in our culture wouldn't work without like each self-referencing the culture of the past. Okay, but like how is the self-referencing stuff actually accelerating right now compared to like, I don't know, like 20 years ago? Well, if you take research, for instance, like 60 years ago, when you were writing a paper about like another paper, it's dry, it had to be published and it was very slower now you can reference people who are publishing the same year and mm. well actually what you can see in science though is not that long ago like i don't know if you read like darwin it doesn't quote anyone yeah it's like let's do that alone <laughs> i don't care i mean back 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 then quotations were over millennia he actually like low-key maybe well he quotes reality kind of <laughs> I mean, he talks about the established state of fate of, of things, but there was no book of reference. Uh, yeah, the Bible. Yeah, he quotes the Bible in a way. <laughs> like, as opposed to quote the Bible. So maybe what's interesting is like, what what we can say is, is because there's more and more culture in a very like large definition of culture. So anything that is like written or like past, so like picture and that sort of thing, because there's more and more, you can more and more reference it and so you can more and more compress what's happening before because there's more to compress basically like we didn't really invent a way 
a new way to compress stuff, but like it's just like there's more to do it. So we're going towards the the, the in, in the end we'll have one single meme that will reference all of mankind, like all of possible culture that ever will have happened. The last meme. I'm, that would be a great story. <laughs> I'm gonna I, I'll make notes. That could be a, a nice little uh, uh, short story for my blog. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find an example of that sort of thing, because like what I wanted to say earlier is that like in the Chinese in the Chinese language, there's a lot of story with four characters. So like for example, it's like I don't know. Like I can't remember because it's been quite a while. But okay, just four like Chinese character letters. So, so four characters that says like for example the old man and the the See. horse and so it's four character but it's actually not the name but like how you reference this story and it actually says like you're st as stupid as this like old man that like sold his horse instead of like using it to like go somewhere and blah 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 and like there's a lot of this short story oh that is extremely cute yeah, yeah, yeah it's but like yeah Ch chinese is like the cutest language not the cutest but like a very cute language so it's it's like reference it's memes that everyone knows it is really cool i don't i don't recall well it doesn't ex uh, happen so explicitly in other culture but uh, i mean it, it kind of like you can quote like, stories or episodes of friends and people can can understand like you can you can have metaphors that's a shorthand for complex ideas like if you say like all oh, the story of the hare and the turtle you you can express the whole story with just saying the title but you don't do it though do you well i do it with like quotes of sitcoms and series like it's like i of you you well for me i often came like oh it's in it's exactly i feel exactly the same as like uh joey in that episode of friends or whatever uh. friends is a very dated example <laughs> To come back to the to, to the the point though, when you reference something that references something that references something, uh, like when I talk about like oh it's like that episode of of series that was referencing this episode of series or whatever, there's there's a point I think where you have some kind of like oblivion horizon, right? If if like if you read a science fiction book that is inspired by another book that is inspired by X that is inspired by X, you lose the trace of the initial point, maybe. Well, it's like in philosophy, I feel like because like I wanted to read, I can't remember the book, but like it was referencing another philosopher. I was like, okay, I need to read that because like I don't understand what the fuck is happening. So I started reading this also, and this also was referencing someone else. I was like, okay, I need to read that. And then we went back to like Platon, and I was like, oh fuck my life, I need to read like all the philosophy. I cannot believe there is no graph telling you the dependencies of the books you read and the authors. For instance, the textbook example is like if you're watching his Dark Materials, it's heavily inspired by John Milton's uh, Paradise Lost. So I think you can gain more understanding, a deeper understanding of the book if you read the. Maybe. But maybe you can get a. Like, maybe you should read it after, I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, but like for fantasy, like for. I feel like for novels, like you can gain a lot by like knowing the context and like reading the context as well. But like for philosophy, sometimes you just can't understand what the fuck is happening if you don't have the basis. 
I mean, philosophy is a science, right? It's like scientific papers referencing prior art. I mean, like, if you want to read Sartre, you kind of need to, like, read, I don't know, like, Heidegger first. And, like, it's not written anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We desperately need that. But maybe if you just read one book of Sartre, it encompasses all the all the data. So that's what I thought at the start. Like, I thought that maybe if I read everything, like the whole Sartre book, I will get an understanding of what the fuck came before him. You don't. Okay, so this uh, this uh, data compression is imperfect. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Okay, like, I, I feel like we need a third part to this little thing. What the 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 thing is what the what is what should the outcome be uh, of this discussion? Because are we heading towards a singularity? Yes, of course. Is it a cultural singularity? Kind of, <laughs> like it it will have cultural impact. Uh, what is humanity computing to towards? Uh, what is human culture developing towards? It's the topic of the other episode. But maybe uh, so. I don't think the the conclusion here is an answer i think the conclusion here is more of a definition of what the cultural singularity will be like and if not a singularity on its own it will be like the byproduct of the technological singularity maybe but there will be some kind of no i don't know that could be a conclusion <laughs> but the, the the okay so what i think what we could say is like the cultural thing for the cultural singularity to happen you would need a technological singularity first just because for it to happen you would need infinite memory to have every context in mind so you can actually like compress it yeah i th I, I think it goes without saying that this is all information and that you need the medium yeah yeah but no but like oh yes you need the medium but you also need the knowledge like i think like what we say basically is like like the self the to self-reference you need to have a reference and what we say is we have more and more references but we need a medium to store those references and like clearly the brain is not able to store that many references and i can't wait uh, for for the future where you're gonna be in the far future and you'll look at the one true meme to rule them all and love all of human knowledge <laughs> wait no we said it didn't work like that yeah okay <laughs> we just need i don't know like i think like culture will change a lot when you'll have access to the internet as easy as you have access to your memory and that will fucked up a lot see so you are very skeptical at first but i'm what i'm hearing here is that there is a technical uh, cultural singularity yeah which has to do with truth like you just need truth. Not, just you not need science and truth <laughs> It's not about faking. Like I mean, the gaining levels of reference often comes with irony and like some kind of ironic distance appreciation or whatever. Let's wrap up. So we didn't solve anything, did we? We we established that there was going to be some sort of cultural singularity. We we self-referenced a lot of other podcast episodes. That was very meta. <laughs> We established. I love how you say we established as if like we actually oh, done mean, something. It's done. Like we're going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's established no? for all humanity now. That will happen after this one hour long gibberish talk. <laughs> it was always established because of determinism, but now we know. <laughs> Everything is established. 
Your Honey. Oh, you should rewatch Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> no, no, no. Everything is established was uh, Dark Gently. I haven't watched. I've watched two or three episodes of Dark Gently. Okay. okay. Not the whole See thing. the amount of information that I communicated by just saying Dark Gently? This is what the cultural singularity is all about. <laughs> So that that's that was the singular the the cultural singularity. Thanks for listening to a lot of unprepared rambling, but I think we did okay. <laughs> we'll see after the edit. We'll see after the edit. But most importantly of all, to know if we did okay and to do better, we need to hear from you. So don't hesitate to leave thoughts, comments, critics, insults at notdailypodcast at gmail or on Reddit or on YouTube or on Twitter or what. That's it for now. I think that's it. Yeah. And hopefully with your feedback, we will progress towards this podcast's very own singularity. I'm I'm good at cringy endings, I think. (laughs) 